Oh, you know, sometimes when you're just in, lost in worship and you're like, I just want to carry on and on and on. Was anyone kind of feeling like that this morning? God's really doing things um, in the midst of us all. Um, my name's Paula, and most of you know me, but if you don't, I'm Paula. Here I am. And I'm so excited to share the word with you all this morning. Just want to say big welcome to anyone who's watching on online churches as well. You're so welcome, and I hope you enjoy the message. So we have been looking at prayer, right? So over the last... How many weeks has it been? I can't even remember, but it's been a good few weeks. We have been looking at prayer, and it's been absolutely fantastic. And if you can, if you've missed any of those weeks, I'd really encourage you to catch up. So you can either do that via the app, via the website, via YouTube, however you see fit. Please catch up. So last week, Pastor Andy spoke on our prayer language, and it was absolutely fantastic. So many of us left super encouraged. And so we're going to carry on today. We're going to be talking about different prayer types. So I have three children um, whom I home educate. So my children are nine, seven, and five, okay? So you know when sometimes people say they don't have anything to pray for? Pray for me, okay? (laughs) If you can't think of something to pray for, pray for me, please. So I absolutely adore my kids. They're they're absolutely amazing. Um, But I was thinking this week of before I had kids, right? Before I had kids, back in the day when I used to go on walks alone, had no one around me, would just walk by myself. And I remember a season of my life where I'd be walking down the street and I would be like, oh, I want to pray. But you'd feel a little bit embarrassed, right? Just walking and talking to yourself because people are going to think you're a little bit strange. So I came up with the idea, and I want to see if I'm alone in this, of grabbing my phone and pretending I'm on the phone. So I'd be walking out, shit, God, you are so good. Lord, you are so faithful. And then what would happen? I'd butt like someone would be coming towards me. I'd be like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, wow, 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 wow. Then they'd go, and God, you're so worthy. And God, you're so great. Has anyone else ever done that? Come on. Yes. There's only a few of us, but a few of us are great friends. We're going to be, I'm in good company. And do you know what? It's because I wanted to pray. I had time. I was walking. And I just wanted to cry some stuff out, but I didn't want to be too weird about it. And so, you know, sometimes if you could think to yourself, you ain't got time to pray, just get out your phone and talk to God, okay? You can talk to God wherever you are. So as I said, today I'm going to be speaking on prayer types. So automatically, some of you might think I'm talking about styles of prayer. So who's a loud prayer? Hands up if you pray loud. When you pray, you pray loud, okay? Hands up if you're a quiet prayer, Okay, wow, the majority of you, okay, that's cool. Hands up if you are a fighting prayer. Prayer, You're like, and I, Lord, we bind the devil and we're going to kick him in. Who's, who's like that? Hands up. Hands up. Okay, I know who to come.
come to when I'm in a battle. Okay, thank you. And hands up if you're just a joyful prayer. God, you're so good. You're so wonderful. Some of us here, okay, fantastic. So do you know what? There's always different styles of prayer, right? You can pray in different ways. But do you know what? There's nothing wrong with any of those styles. There's no right or wrong style to pray. Just be you. Talk to God however you see fit. If you are a loud person and you're quite a joyful person, yet whenever you come in the presence of God, you stand still like a statue, come on, be you. If you can shout for football, whatever team or thing you like, you can shout for God. So be you when you pray. Now, the Bible highlights different types, and there are many, but I'm only going to speak about a few of them this morning. So we're going to look at praise and thanksgiving. We're going to look at petition, which is requesting or asking for something. And we're also going to look at supplication, and that's calling on God. God's help, making a humble plea before the Lord. So next week, Pastor Gina is going to touch on intercession. And intercession is about standing in the gap and praying for others. And I cannot wait for it. I love intercession. And I just know Pastor Gina is going to do an incredible job. So I know no one misses, thinks of what weeks to miss church. I know you don't. But next week is not one to miss, okay? Make sure you're all here, ready to hear what Pastor Gina's got to say. So the Bible reveals many types of prayer and employs a variety of words to describe the practice. In 1 Timothy chapter 2 verse 1, it says, first of all then, I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings be made for all people. So here, all four of the main Greek words used for prayer are mentioned in one verse. In another verse, it's in another version, sorry, it also says petition instead of supplication. So I'm going to explain all of this today, so don't worry. So why are we learning about different types of prayer? Why is that important? So when we use all types of prayer in our prayer life, we get to experience God in different ways. So when we use thanksgiving in our prayer life, we get to experience him for who he is. When we're thanking him in our prayer, we're talking about how great God is, how mighty God is. When we use petition in our prayer life, that's when we get to see God as our provider, the one who answers And then when we use supplication in our prayer life, we get to see God as our rescuer, the one who comes through for us. And then when we use intercession, we get to see the God who intervenes. So when we're using different types of prayer, we begin to see God in different ways. In Psalm 104, we're going to just touch on praise and thanksgiving to start with. It says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. Praise and thanksgiving is a great way to start praying. It takes the focus off of ourselves and moves it onto how great God is. In Psalm 107, verse 1, it says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His steadfast love endures forever. 
In Psalm chapter 7, it says, I will give to the Lord the thanks due to his righteousness, and I will sing praise to the name of the Lord. And then last one, in 1 Thessalonians, it says, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God, Christ Jesus, for you. So when you praise and thank thank God as you are praying, it causes you to basically big God up. When you're thanking him in your prayer life, you're saying things like, God, you are great. God, you are my rescuer. God, you are my strength. You're reminding your spirit of who God is. And that is so important because if we don't remember who God is, we will go to go into prayer thinking maybe God will do it oh he might do it maybe God cares for me but when we thank him we're like God you're so good God you care about me God you're so worthy of our praise and so often when people are thinking about praise and thanksgiving when we're praying they might think to themselves but you can only praise and give God thanks when you're happy right You can only praise and give God thanks when you're full of joy. However, that is not the case. And in Acts chapter 16, I believe, we're not going to read it, but I'm just going to remind you guys of a story about Paul and Silas. So there's an account in the Bible of two men, one called Paul and one called Silas. And they were powerful men of God. They were going around preaching the gospel, telling people about Jesus. They were set on fire for him. And all they wanted to do was spend every waking hour pouring out their love for God. Now, the Bible talks about that each day, Paul and Silas would be on their way to go to pray. So they would be going to um, the temple or going to somewhere to pray together. And it says each day that they went to pray, a girl would come behind them and distract them. She'd come and say, oh, she'd just be shouting around them. These men are great. These men are awesome. But as I was reading this, it made me think to myself, Paul and Silas, incredible men of God, on their way to pray. And things were coming into their life to distract them. And it makes me think of all of us. How many times do we say we're going to pray and then something distracts us? Anyone? Yeah, so many of us, right? It could be, you know, you make those commitments. God, I'm going to wake up in the morning early, earlier than I've ever woke up before. And I'm going to pray. And you wake up in the morning early and you're like, I'm just going to check my phone, Lord, because I need to check my phone. An hour later, just scrolling on, on social media or looking at the news or you're replying to the 101 emails you may need to reply to and you get distracted. Anyone been there before? Yes, so many of us. And so this is what's happening with Paul and Silas. They just want to go and pray. And this woman is coming up behind them and trying to cause distraction. And I thought to myself, why would she want to distract them? Why does the enemy want us to be distracted when it comes to prayer? Because there is power in it. There is power in prayer. And if he can stop you praying, he can stop you focusing on God. He can stop things being shifted in your life. 
But anyway, Paul and Silas are are fuming a little bit. They're getting mad now with this woman. And so they end up saying, look, whatever demonic spirit in you has to get out. And they cast this demon out of this woman. And But what happens, right, is the men who have employed this woman are absolutely fuming. And they're fuming because this woman was making them money. Hope you're still on the story with me. So what ends up happening, Paul and Silas end up getting beaten up and thrown into prison. And they're in prison now. And as they're in prison, they begin to pray and praise. It says they begin to pray and sing hymns to God. That always challenges me because it makes me think that even in the lowest point in their life, they were still willing to praise and pray. So it doesn't matter if your life is full of joy right now and good times, or your life is full of some hardship and some things that are just going on. You can pray. You can be in a prison right now and feel like you've just got walls all around you. But I want to encourage you, praise God, give him thanks, lift your voice and just cry things like, worthy are you, God. God, you are my rock. God, you are my strength. God, you are the only one that can help me. And as you begin to cry out those things... I pray that exactly what happened with Paul and Silas, which was the prison was shaken and they were set free, is the same thing that will happen in your life. You can still give God thanks in any storm that you're, that you're going through. Praise and thank God every chance that you get. How do you pray on a bad day? when you understand that God is your help? How do you pray on a sad day when you understand that God is your comfort? The wonderful thing about God is he cares about us and he loves every single one of us so much. And when we're reminding ourselves of how good God is, he doesn't want us to stop there. And that's where we look at the prayer of petition. So petition is about requesting or asking God for something. The word petition means make or present a formal request to an authority with respect to a particular cause. When we petition, we specifically ask God for something. So it can be for a variety of things like strength. You might need healing. You might need help with your finances. It can be little things or it can be big things. But it's about going before God and asking him. So when we pray prayers of petition, we're putting it into God's hands. We're putting that situation, all that circumstance that we have in our life into his hands. We're trusting that he will answer according to his will. So this is where we bring our cares and concerns before him. And the Lord's Prayer models this so well where it says, give us today the food we need. He, Jesus, when he was praying this, was showing us how to submit our request to God. 
And I remember a request I've had a couple, I had a couple of years ago, and I've had many over the time, right? But this one just was, just made me laugh. And so, as I said before, I've got three children, and they all have really big hair. So I've got two girls, and I've got um, one boy who also has long hair. And they've got a lot of hair, and when it comes to washing their hair, If you ever walk by my house, I promise you, I am not murdering them, okay? I am not hurting them. And I've actually had to knock and say that to my neighbors before. Because they would be screaming. One of them in particular would scream, please, mom, you're hurting me. You're hurting me. Stop. And I'd be so, like, embarrassed and, like, just wash your hair. But anyway, anyway, one day I remember going before the Lord because I was like, this is getting ridiculous now. And I was like, God, you care about everything, right? And I was like, God, I need your help with washing their hair. You need to do something. You either need to silence them, let them get saved now because this is ridiculous. And anyway, literally with like no jokes, right, the next day, my husband, Sean Finch, comes up to me and he goes, oh, I'm just thinking I'm going to wash the kid's hair. And I kind of was like, you know, when you're like, have you seen what my life is like, Sean, and what happens to me? You cannot do anything, right? <laughs> you won't be able to do this, Sean. It's a big battle. You're not the answer to my prayer that I was hoping for. That's what I was thinking. I didn't say it to him. I didn't say it to him. But I was like, okay then, okay, that's cool. So Sean's like, kids, going to wash all your hair. Number one, you come first. Number two. And so anyway, he's washing, like they're all upstairs. And I can hear silence. Like, not one cry, not one tear, like, nothing. And I'm just, like, I'm confused. I'm like, nah, something's not right. They're upstairs watching a film. That's what's going on. That's what's going on. Anyway, I go upstairs and I walk into the bathroom. And Sean has turned the bathroom into a spa. He's got a big red bouncy ball, you know those hopper fins, those inflatable hoppers you can sit on? He's got like serene spa music playing, like, and he's got candles lit round the bath. And I was so confused, right? But every single one washed their hair, and apparently they get a free massage with this as well. They all washed their hair and they were just full of joy. And then, then you know, the following week, I'm like, mommy's got to wash your hair. No, 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 we want daddy. We want daddy. And I was like, okay, cool. And you know what? All jokes aside, it was an answer to my prayer. And do you know what it made me realise? What I could have done, and I may have thought this in my head a little bit, is, oh, I'm just going to grumble and complain and think to myself, why is no one helping me? But if you don't pray about the big and little things in your life, you will worry. If you don't pray about the big and little things in your life, you will complain. If you don't pray about the big and little things in your life, you will end up grumbling, being a moaner, someone who's always got something bad to say. Why? Because you haven't gone and given that need or that request to God. God wants you to petition. He wants you to ask him for the big things and for the little things. Ask God. 
There's a woman in the Bible um, called Hannah, and she asked the Lord for a child. And it says in 1 Samuel chapter 1, verse 27, For this boy I prayed, and the Lord has given me my petition, which I asked of him. Now, this leads perfectly onto the prayer of supplication. So supplication is about calling on God for help making a humble plea in recognition of your weakness and his greatness. Supplication is to ask for something earnestly. The words used a number of times in the Bible referring to asking someone in authority for a favor. So when we're saying a prayer of supplication, we're basically going before God with a humble heart, sometimes on our knees, and we're asking him for his help. It is a prayer of complete surrender. We've got to spend time in prayer asking God for, for all of these things, for whatever's on our heart. Making our requests known to God is good and it's biblical. He wants us and expects us to ask him for good things. However, if our only prayer life is about asking for things, we end up being very shallow, very self-centered Christians. We end up just saying, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. And that's why it's so important that we thank him as well. That's why it's so important that we use our prayer time to also bless his name and just to worship him. So as I said before, there was a woman in the Bible called Hannah who not only made a petition, so she didn't just ask God for something, she made a prayer of supplication. She got on her knees. And it's a big chunk of the Bible, but I'm going to read it because I think it's so important to set the context of this. Is that all right? Fantastic. So it says in Samuel um, chapter 1, verse 6 to 18, so that's 1 Samuel, because the Lord had closed Hannah's womb, her rival kept provoking her in order to irritate her. Ever had one of those people in your life? I'm not looking at anyone right now. <laughs> this went on year after year. Whenever Hannah went up to the house of the Lord, her rival provoked her till she wept and would not eat. Her husband, Elkanah, would say to her, Hannah, why are you weeping? Why don't you eat? Why are you downhearted? Don't I mean more to you than ten sons? So Hannah basically is desperate for a baby. She can't have children, and her husband also has another wife who seems to be popping out babies like it's nothing. And so Hannah's a little bit gutted and is grieved, right? And so... But she's, she's downhearted. Her husband just doesn't get it. So it says, once when they had finished eating and drinking in Shiloh, Hannah stood up. Now Eli, the priest, was sitting on his chair by the doorpost of the Lord's house. In her deep anguish, Hannah prayed to the Lord, weeping bitterly. And she made a vow saying, Lord Almighty, if you will only look on your servant's misery and remember me and not forget your servant, but give her a son, then I will give him to the Lord for all the days of his life and no razor will ever be used on his head. 
As she kept on praying to the Lord, Eli observed her mouth. Hannah was praying in her heart and her lips were moving, but her voice was not heard. Eli thought she was drunk and said to her, how long are you going to stay drunk? Put away your wine. Not so, my Lord, Hannah replied. I am a woman who is deeply troubled. I have not been drinking wine or beer. I was pouring out my soul to the Lord. Do not take your servant for a wicked woman. I've been praying here out of my great anguish and grief. Eli answered, go in peace and may the God of Israel grant you what you have asked of him. She said, may your servant find favor in your eyes. Then she went her way and ate something and her face was no longer downcast. So here, the prayer of supplication is the prayer that you pray when you don't know what else to do. When you have come to the end of yourself and no one but God can help you. And when this type of prayer is answered, no one can deny it is God. It is when he shows up in a way that is undeniably him, that no one can be like, oh, but it's because of, no. It's like it is a full-blown miracle. The prayer of supplication that does not leave you wanting what you want. It shifts your heart and causes you to want God to be glorified. Because when you get to the end of yourself and you don't know what to do, and God is the only person that you have got left to help you, you begin to realize, God, I'm nothing. God, I've got nothing. So may your will be glorified. And Hannah does this very thing. And I find it so profound because I think to myself, at what point did Hannah purpose in her heart that she didn't just want a child anymore? She wanted a child that would be used for God's glory. And maybe for some of us, there's things in our life and God's like, I want to give it to you. But I want you to get to a point where that very thing won't become an idol but instead you'll use it for his glory. Instead you'll say, God, thank you for this fin, but it actually all belongs to you. The thing that maybe comes into my mind straight away could be something like finances. You might be desperate for more and God's waiting until you get to the point where you realize it all belongs to him and you'll use it for his glory. So the prayer of supplication draws you to the feet of Jesus. It causes you to want him above every other thing. God answers Hannah and she actually goes on to have five children. She had a baby. So Hannah also had the first child, the son that she asked was called Samuel. And he ends up being used by God as a prophet and doing absolutely amazing things for the glory of God. So the prayer of supplication, petition, and intercession produces miracles. When we pray, our lives begin to change. God can take our broken situations, the pain, the unresolved things in our life and make them possible. Why? So that other people will know that God can make all things possible. So if you wanted to limit God, what would you do? Stop praying. 
When people stop praying, miracles don't happen. And when miracles don't happen, the people of God are left wondering where God is. When miracles don't happen because people are not praying, the world is left thinking God's not real. But when the people of God begin to pray, something begins to stir. When the people of God begin to pray, we begin to see miracles. We begin to see answered prayer. We begin to see that God is real and that he's powerful and he's more than able to change your situations around We show others that that situation should have broke me, but I stand here whole, healed and free. We begin to show people that, Lord, I I only have this because of you. And so I say to some of you this morning, we have to humble ourselves and pray. You might say, but it didn't work last time I tried. That's okay, pray. Say, but I've tried before. That's okay. Pray. But what if? That's okay. Just pray. Believe that God can. And there may be some people in this room who are battling and wondering if God is even real. I want to encourage you. Begin to pray. Begin to ask him for him. Ask him for things and let him change your life. You might have something that you're battling with, whether it be mental health, things like insecurity, things like that are going on in your internal body. And God's like, I just want you to pray and ask me. Because when you ask me, I can show you that I'm a miracle working God. And I love you and I care for you and I want to answer you. I think of Hannah and how she prayed. She didn't hide her hurt or her pain. She prayed honestly and openly, as if her life depended on it. She didn't let the criticism of the other wife let her sit in defeat. She simply took her request to God in prayer. The prayer of supplication is humbling. It humbles you because it makes you realize that you can't do anything in your own strength. It humbles you, but it's a very beautiful place to meet God. So you can pray with thanksgiving and praise, and you can call him holy, you can call him mighty, you can call him strong, you can thank him on a good day or a bad day, because God doesn't change, he is always good. And then when it goes to petitions, You can bring your petitions and your requests before God, knowing he cares about you. And then when things in life cause you to need to make a prayer of supplication, you can humble yourself, get on your knees and pray. One of the biggest things when it comes to praying and whatever type of prayer you're praying, you know, I don't usually, well, I don't ever actually go before God and say, God, I'm coming with a prayer of supplication today or I'm coming with a prayer of petition. I just cry out to God and I just pray. But all of those things are needed. There will be times and some of us, unfortunately, may have faced those times already in our life where we've had to get on our knees and cry out to God for change in a situation. 
There's some of us who are just used to asking God for things, and that's okay as well. But I want to encourage you, let your prayer life be rounded. And as we um, come to a close, I just want to share a picture that I had this morning. And it was of, basically, of people all praying, and someone just couldn't pray. And every time they tried to pray, it was as if their mouth was just being held shut. And I think that there might be some people here this morning who kind of feel like that, that your prayer life is just feels so stagnant, not because you don't want to pray, but because it just feels like you can't, that the words just don't come out. Or maybe you don't feel like you're good enough or you just feel like there's something that's heavy on you that is stopping you from praying. And in a moment, I'm just going to ask us to close our eyes and I'm going to ask you to lift your hands if you just feel that's you. And we're just going to pray for that to be lifted from your life, that you will be able to pray how you long to pray. So I'm just going to ask everyone to close their eyes for a moment. And if that picture resonates with you, could you just lift your hand for me? Thank you, Lord. If you know in your heart that there's, it just feels like you're trapped. It just won't come out. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. So many of us. Father, we just pray for every hand that is lifted right now. Every person that is coming humbly before you, saying, Lord, help me to pray. And so, Father, whatever that thing is that is blocking their mouth, that is keeping their mouth closed, we just declare in Jesus' name that it will be removed. We just lift it off of their life in the name of Jesus and declare that your prayer life will change from today, that your mouth will be a mouthpiece that declares the goodness of God, that your mouth will be a mouthpiece that speaks the word of God, that sees God change things in your life and that you will be able to pray so father whatever that is over any life we just lift it off of them right now in Jesus name and then lastly I just you might as well keep your eyes closed we're going to pray for a moment for anyone who wants to give their lives to Jesus giving your life to Jesus is the best thing ever it changes you It causes you to have a shift in your life that gives you purpose and most importantly, eternal salvation. Jesus came to die on the cross for every single one of us that's in this room. And I believe there might be someone here today or some people who know in their hearts that I need to give my life to God. Maybe you've grown up in a Christian home or maybe you haven't. But maybe you just know that today is your day. The day that God's been trying to get your attention. And I'm just going to pray a prayer whilst every eye's closed. And I'm going to ask you just to lift your hand if that's you. And I'm just going to ask if everyone can pr- repeat after me as I pray this prayer. Lord Jesus, we thank you for the price that you paid for us. We turn away from our sin and choose to follow you. Make me new. 
make me whole. Forgive me and give me a new life. Just while every eye is still closed, I'm just going to ask if you're praying that for the first time or if you're coming back to God, could you just do me a favor and just lift your hand? If that's you today and you're saying you want to give your life to Jesus, it's one. Is there anyone else this morning? Just give it a moment. Anyone who wants to commit their life to God? Okay, there's another person over there. Thank you, Lord. I'll just wait a moment. Does anyone know that they want to make a choice to follow after God and get to know him? I'm just going to wait one more moment to see. Anyone else? Fantastic. Father, I just thank you for these two people, Lord. And we just speak blessing over their lives. That today, Father God, we just declare that their lives will never be the same. We thank you for what you've done today, Lord. We thank you for who you are, Lord. And we just pray, just pray over everyone today that today they will just see a shift in their prayer life, Lord. That they will come to you humbly and they'll just come before you ready to speak to you, Father God, and just pour their hearts out to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise God.